few years went by, and Alicia got her um, first record deal with Columbia Records, and, you know, you just reach out to people, how's it going, how's the music going, catch up, and she's just like, oh, you know, it's going okay, but I really don't like the music I've been doing, I don't like who they put me with, blah, 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 you know, I, I would like you to work, help me work on my album, you know, and it was one of the things where it's like, well, I don't even know hip-hop, uh, I don't really know how to do a R&B album, but, you know, you believe in me, I believe in you. Very intimidating that I've never done an art or anything before. Right. And, um, you know, we have made tapes and cycles. You know, started circulating and people, you know, were liking what we were doing. And, you know, you know, just gave it a shot and just started learning. It really just forced me to set the game up the same way I had to learn how to engineer. And, you know, we both, we both learned together and started making demos and making stuff. And, you know, at first it was a lot of resistance, like, what is this? And, you know, it was different for the time, you know? Mm-hmm. It was different, you know, you, you had, you know, during a blend between R&B and hip-hop, but you haven't heard it this, this way. We had our own unique way, you know. You know, we were both fans of Stevie Wonder and Wu-Tang, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we both liked classical and, and jazz, and just started doing all the influences and just really learning, like, okay, you know, even the silliest thing of me, being intimidated and saying, well, I only know hip-hop, but I'm sampling all these R&B and soul records. So it really made me look at, like, well, what is it about these records that I like, you know? And I would read the album credits and find out what instrument was this, whatever, you know? It was like one that said, uh, Wurlitz, uh, what's the Wurlitz? Mm-hmm. Wurlitz, you know? And then I go through a patch you know, on, a, on, a, on a JB-1080 and says Wurlitzer, and I'm like happy as hell, like, oh, we got one. <laughs> like a, a fun discovering time and just having fun. As they say, the rest is history. When the album came out, it went number one. Somebody called me, you know, I thought they were joking, but, you know, it was, it was true, so. That's pretty much how it went, you know, what happened, like, you know, like it was overnight, but it actually was weird. But we started working together from, like, I want to say late 96, early 97, and it was pretty much the same album which was on Columbia, because uh, Columbia didn't like the album, mm. they wanted it more like everything else that was going on at the time, mm-hmm. they didn't understand it, and fortunately for her, she had a great manager by the name of Jeff Robinson that was like, well, you know, you believe in this stuff, and we believe in stuff, we're going to find somebody that believes in it too. And that was uh, Clive Davis. Right. And that was a whole other thing because switched over to Arista, started, you know, doing a little more songs. But the album pretty much was the same album. Mm -hmm. And then the whole thing with Arista and and, Clive, they wanted to uh, make him chairman, thought he was too old to run the label. And he said, "Uh, forget that, I'm not going to be the chairman, I'm going to start a new label. Sorry, I'm going to bounce, yeah. I'm gonna take Alicia with me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a little battle, a little challenge, you know what I mean? Because at that time, L.A. Reid was at Arista, he wanted to keep her, of course. Okay, right. And, um, you know, just, just, just that awkward time of figuring out what to do, but it worked out to the, to the benefit because it was like Clive had something to prove and we had something to prove. So that's what right. it was. So basically, from 97 to the album coming out,